This is We Are Placemakers, the show that talks about Warrington with the people who make Warrington what it is. I am Steph and I'm actually flying solo today. So Andy's left me in charge, handed over the reins and I've promised I'll do him proud. So thank you very much to everyone who tuned in last week. Um, this week we are talking two very good friends of mine um but and probably some of the most famous people in warrington or one of them is anyway uh, we're talking to craig and oliver thomason welcome guys hello yeah and yeah i'm definitely the least famous of the brothers so <laughs> just, to clear, just clear that up how are you doing guys good great to be here but um excited to kind of tell our story and um Give the people of Warrington what they what they want, which is more Oliver Thomason, I'm sure. <laughs> that's yeah. oh, that's all I wanted. As soon as I said to Andy that I was doing this podcast, the first person I said was Ollie. I was like, I want Ollie on this podcast straight away. And then I went, I should probably ask Craig as well. Yeah, I'm I'm his I'm his <laughs> agent driver <laughs> manager. Uh, manager, but all voluntary unfortunately. He doesn't give me a cut of any of these earnings. I only buy him a pint at least, sorry. Apart from that, yeah. <laughs> Right then, gents. Well, first and foremost, welcome to the show. We are very excited to have you here. And we are here to talk a little bit about what's been going on in Warrington these last couple of weeks. So we've had the Rugby League World Cup come to town. And you guys are the kind of big names in the uh, <laughs> Rugby League, I think it's safe to say, isn't it? Do you want to tell us a little bit more about what you guys have been up to? Yeah, so, you know, our, our journey from Rugby League started quite a long time ago but um, I suppose with the Rugby League World Cup we both work for Community Integrated Care which is a, a national social care charity but lots of services in, in Warrington but more importantly in, in this sort of uh, term is that we're the official social care partners of the Rugby League World Cup That's incredible. so we've got a groundbreaking program that is the inclusive volunteering program so we've got over 300 people with learning disabilities autism all participating in some really like aspirational unbelievable volunteering experiences so you, you think of volunteering experiences and you think of all the, the sort of usual stuff we really turn that on its head we've had a, a young lad from Warrington whose passion was uh, rap music and we've had him performing a rugby league world cup themed rap he's worked with a producer that's worked with Rex 32 and gets like a really big uh, music producer down in London uh, we're in the process of uh, videoing a, a rap music video for yes. it at Victoria Park <laughs> on Friday and he's also performed live on stage at Old Trafford before the grand final oh, that's just one of the projects gosh. that we've got for over 300 people uh, and we've had loads of things going on in Warrington um, some unbelievable stuff and then Oliver you've you know you've done some of the inclusive volunteering haven't you yeah. but you've also suppose, got a, a bigger role with the World Cup yeah so my role as the World Cup as I'm an ambassador for the World Cup I get to work as a charity, what Craig said about community, community care, and what I do, I I get involved in these in these different areas where we can represent the the county and the game, and and I also get involved with with lots of different ways of trying to get involved with people. Love that. So good. Yeah. Honestly, you're both doing such wonderful things to the town. Ollie, I even watched a video of you on YouTube yeah. as it was announced that you were the ambassador uh, for this World Cup. So congratulations on that, mate. Thank you. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. That's class, isn't it? Because it's 
it's the first time that you know, like a major tournament like yeah. this has had this sort of level of um, inclusion. Absolutely. And you know, for, for Oliver to be an ambassador, he gets paid for it. You know, all his appearances paid for. He's had so many opportunities to it, but more importantly, he's spreading the word yeah. of, of rugby league, and you know, he's representing Warrington as well in, on the on a, like a real international stage. An international stage. Yeah. How are you handling the pressure, Ollie? You seem as cool as a cucumber. I won't lie. That's cool. Uh, you are. You <laughs> yeah. are cool, man. Yeah. I don't think, Craig said as well, um, since I've gotten involved with, with the Celtic, I couldn't do anything with my life. And now we really want to work. So now I'm working with the Celtic, with Craig and the team uh, and the gang. Um, so my role is popping the World Cup. Uh, so with the charity, I'm a sponsor assistant to get involved people with learning disabilities and 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 also to get involved into sport, into rugby. And my role is quite it's quite easy for me to to get them to be involved, play the sport, and to give people their sense of sight. Honestly, you're, you're honest. I'm not. This isn't me just saying this. It's honestly, it's, you're an inspiration, Ollie. Yeah. Like that's what you're doing. Like every day you're going out there, you're inspiring young people to come and and get involved and just do yeah. a bit. And I, I love that. I really, really do. So, all right, tell me a little bit, both of you. What are you most excited about? Right. Well, for me, it's been interacting with all the different. Um, countries that the visiting nations yeah. stuff you know we've got Papua New Guinea and uh in Warrington as mm. they were hosting them and they, they've been unbelievable like um they've been into Oliver's old school Green Lane school yeah. uh, last week and the reports of the of the players and the staff just really getting involved with the town and I think it's built a really good rapport between the town of Warrington and also Papua New Guinea and that's what I love about it you know how many times would you get to meet people from Papua New Guinea living in Warrington and this is what the League World Cup brings and it's you know learning about their culture they'll be learning about our culture in Warrington and um hopefully listening to some of the music that we listen to as well but it, it's just been brilliant I was working with the Italian team on just on Tuesday night and you know they're talking to the lad the lads are our volunteers and the, the gardening project and teaching them a bit of Italian and we bake them an Italian cake and it's just it's been so good to meet the people behind that you see on the telly yeah. and meet the people we um, may um I've been seeing some games down in Newcastle. Oh, wow. Yeah, so me and... Let's just say, you didn't just go and watch it, did you? No. Where did you watch it from? I watched it from... You were in the hospitality one. Oh. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't oh, just okay. in the cheap seats, he was in hospitality. <laughs> yeah. He had a gala, he was invited to the gala dinner the night before, oh, so yeah. he had like a, a proper gala dinner the night before, stayed over in a hotel, all paid for. Then he goes and watches it from hospitality on the, on the Saturday. That's not just yeah. watching a game, Ali. Well, that's a ceremony and a half. They rolled yeah. out the red carpet I, for I, you. I watched it from, from Bruce in my house, <laughs> <laughs> just as a comparison. Yeah, the two lives there that we've got. Yeah, so, um, Incredible. Yeah, so I've also met um, one of the biggest stars there as well, um, Claire Borden, who's oh. the yeah, TV podcast as well. Um, and she was there during the uh, World Cup, and then, like I said, um, what's my meter meter questions to her? Said, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so I did. So I um, met her twice. One at the gala dinner, and then, and then after that, 
slowly again. And then, because one of my family members likes, likes to play a ball game, obviously, because of the uh, dog program. And then, um, something incredible. Oh. Yeah, he kind of butted her up on the Friday oh. night and then Saturday yeah. day when he saw her, he went and got an impromptu interview, didn't you? I yeah. love yeah, that. Oh. Put himself out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Claire Baldwin's a national, a national treasure and I think you're on your way there, aren't you? I think you might be the next one that, the, uh, that they name. What an absolutely incredible experience so far that you guys have had. Um, talk to us a little bit more about what's been going on with the inclusive leagues and the, the games. So I've I heard oh, we were talking about the PDRL. Yeah, so the, the PDRL is the Physical Disability yeah. League. So um, it's an adaptive version of the game for people yeah. with physical disabilities, things like amputees yeah. or cerebral palsy, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Warrington is sort of the birthplace of PDRL in, in this country. It was the uh, Warrington Wolves were the very first team to have uh, for the very first PDRL club. And I think as a town, we're really proud to say that Warrington's going to be hosting the very first Festival of World Cups for the PDRL. And mm-hmm. um, so it all kicks off on Sunday, the 20, is it the 25th this weekend? Um, yeah. At Victoria Park, and you know, you've got t- two teams from the Southern Hemisphere there, they've flown over for this. Australia featuring um, Adam Hills, who's a sort of an adopted Warringtonian, but he's going back to his, his roots to, to represent his own country in Australia. New Zealand are coming across, and then you've also got uh, teams from England and Wales. So, um, really, really exciting. Never before have they seen physical disability on the international stage like this. Uh, and for Warrington to host it is is a massive, massive honour and a real like tip of the cap to the Warrington Wolves Foundation for all the sort of un- incredible work that they've done. I think, I mean, to be honest with you, the whole the the tournament itself, like with everything that's going on, because you've got the women's game as well, yeah. um, the, the the obviously the men's, and then you've got the PDRL. I think it's just bringing a bit of magic to Warrington. I don't know how you guys feel about that. It's like you can feel it in the air. It's like it's exciting. It's it's proper exciting. <laughs> I've I've. Um, because it was postponed and yeah. it's like, it feels like it had been drawn out and it was a bit like, oh, the World Cup's coming. The World Cup. And it was almost like two weeks ago that I was like, oh my goodness, the World Cup is coming yeah. and it's here. And then um, you see the, the Papua New Guinea lads in and around the town yeah. and, yeah. you know, I'm... Knocking about Golden Square. And, you know, <laughs> and I, I'm 34 years old and I, I saw him and went, yeah, the boys! And they all cheered me and I, got, and I was buzzing and I'm like... <laughs> 34 years old and I'm dead buzzing that uh, a load of rugby players have just cheered me because I've shouted them. But it, that's the sort of impact it has and it's something that's really unique. And I think the way rugby league's going and the way they're trying to spread the game, this could potentially be, you know, one of the last World Cups that we see on, on home soil. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and for Warrington to host a team and also a number of different games at Hallowell Jones Stadium and the PDRL festivals, um, it's something really special and like I say, it might not ever be repeated over here. I don't think it will personally. Um, so it's really about making the most of it. And, you know, you've already been to a good number of games. I've got yeah. my ticket ready for Tuesday, which is the Papua New Guinea game at the Hallowell Jones. Um, and I'm just properly excited for it. I think the entire town is excited for it. Welcome back to We Are Placemakers. You're here with Steph and I am talking to the wonderful Thompson brothers, Craig and Ollie. Thank you so much for being here, guys. Thank you. Loving it. (laughs) 
So what I want to talk to you a little bit about is kind of your journey and where you guys started and how you became such a kind of fundamental part of Warrington in general, to be honest, guys. Um, as well as it's, it's been a it's been a long journey, hasn't it? You know, yeah. So you know, I think I was three and a half when Oliver was born, so I don't really remember a time without him. Um, he's just always been there, my little bro. Um, yeah, <laughs> always there, always stealing the limelight. But um, I suppose the journey to, from from there to where we are now kind of started at that point, mm -hmm. and you know, I remember mum and dad bringing Oliver home and kind of trying to explain as best you can to a three and a half year old about a bro your brother has Down syndrome and what that means. And, and uh, I think what they kind of just said to me was, he's gonna he's got the ability to achieve everything that you are, but it's gonna take him a little bit longer and that you're gonna have to support him a little bit more. And I think that's sort of influenced my life all the way through really, that sort of mindset in the um, you know, potential Oliver and all the other people with, with learning disabilities have, um, you know, growing up, as you get older, you really see the difference in society for, you know, somebody with a learning disability at times. So, you know, I get home from school, I'd kind of do what, do what every like 13, 14 year old, I'd throw, throw my school bag on the floor, go and get changed as quick as I can, get me football trainers on, go out and meet my mates on the park and kick the ball until we'll throw a ball or do whatever we did um, until we had to go in and go, go to bed. And then as you, as you do that every day and you go out and you play football at the weekends or rugby at the weekends, and then you, you kind of realise that all those times you're doing that, Oliver's kind of not having that opportunity either. So, you know, I'd be going out and Oliver would be sat in the front window waving to me, waving me off. And then it actually makes me like quite upset now when I think about it because I didn't really twig at the time. But, you know, you've got you going out and living your life and Oliver didn't have that same opportunity as me because Oliver went to a school where his friends were busting from all over the town so it wasn't as if he could just go and knock on around the corner for his mates it wasn't you know it wasn't as if it was he couldn't independently go out and you know play with his friends and and stuff and everything had to be kind of self and facilitated for him so you know as i've got older that sort of drove me into what i'm doing professionally and probably personally as well in that i wanted to create as many of those opportunities for people some things that might seem like dead easy for people in just meeting people with similar interests has to be facilitated quite often for this for this sort of group so you know as i grew up i, I didn't really know what i wanted to do and everyone was like oh you, you'll you'll de you'll definitely work with people with disabilities and being like 17 i was like no i won't i'll do, I'll do what i want i'll I'll, you know, I'll do that. I'm not going to do what everyone expects me to do. And then it got, I got to about 19. And um, Paul King, the head teacher at Green Lane School at the time, asked me to come in and do some work with him. And I was like, oh, go on, I'm not really doing anything anyway. And then just fell in love with that sort of field and thought, oh, yeah, all those people were right all along. <laughs> I should have listened to him a little bit instead of fighting it as an angry teenager. Um, fell in love with that and managed to successfully get a job at Green Lane School for many years. And, um, that sort of like lit the fire inside me that you know I can work with a group of people and, and try and make a positive uh, influence on their life. Started volunteering at the Words of Wolves Foundation because they were doing some amazing things um, and they're just starting out in sort of disability program. And then um, brilliant lad Daniel Bryan, another Warringtonian who's now living in Australia, he he left to to get to go for another job and. 
Neil Kelly at the Warren Towards Foundation kind of said, you know, we like what you've been doing at volunteering with us and we think you're the right person to lead the programme forward. And I just jumped and saw that opportunity and um, one of the best things I ever did. I was really scared to leave the school, but because I, I love working there. Um, but then I took the role at Warren Towards and was allowed the freedom to just create what I thought was best for, for, for my guys as I see them, my group. Um, <laughs> and you know worked some incredible people over the years and again that sort of led me to, to the job i'm at now with community integrated care that i was then you know be able to, to work on you know some unbelievable incredible partnerships and um work with some incredible people there all across the country not just in warrington it's just it's brilliant but it's all kind of stemmed from that internal drive that something that i saw was um injustice in society that yeah. People weren't provided the same opportunities. People had a, an already like low expectation on a, on a group of people that I knew could be absolute superstars. I mean, you know, Oliver sat here today, but there's so many other people that have just absolutely smashed it. Um, and I think just seeing the potential in, in people and supporting them in the right way, it's just something I find incredibly rewarding. It's a bit sickly to say, oh, it's rewarding for me, but it's just something I'm proud of because you can see the, the potential this group of people have and everyone's got different level of potential but if you support people they can just become something amazing you know i've got oliver and, and matt in my team both who could potentially people would have, could have written off they both do their job miles better than i could um they're fantastic they're absolutely phenomenal at what they do for, for our charity so um yeah that's kind of my side of the story and then oliver as well as when you think about the rugby league side of it you used to like watching Warrington, didn't you? But you never thought you could play? No, no. Um, I never played rugby when I was growing up. Um, but now, since I'm playing now, this is fantastic. Um, I think it's about playing, playing, this, playing this sport where where people might put on that right, the right socks on, representing that, that team. It's not about who's the best. It's not... But it's not like getting like to be full contact. It's it's not about that. It's about learning the learning difficulty. Doesn't mean you, you can just just get them. It's just about giving them giving their time to right hand side. And we've got um tags as well. So the tag is the they have one single tag, put it on the race, and they have two different coloured tags one one in each size and what we do is just get them try to get the tags uh, um yeah so yeah so what i'll just talk about there is the learning disability super league yeah. so that mm -hmm. was something that when we was at warrington you talk about opportunities and yeah. people not having the same aspirations as the rest of the society and you, you know i've, I've walked around because i used to work the match days and you walk around and you'd see other guys from Green Lane or from our sort of disability programmes and they'd all be sat watching the first team play and not one of them really had an aspiration of being able to play rugby league. You know, it's a sport that they absolutely love and adore and they'll, they'll watch and they'll all have the Warrington Wolves gear on and, you know, they're all sat watching the, the heroes on the pitch. But never once did they ever think that they put themselves on that pitch as playing as a, as a Warrington Wolves player. And the more I saw it, the more it really annoyed me. <laughs> I was thinking, why, why shouldn't? people have that sort of uh, aspiration to achieve that sort of thing. Yeah. So that's when we came up with this learning to 
rugby league, a variant of rugby league where people with learning disabilities and or autism can play. And it's it's become its own beast. You know, it's it's the Learning Disability Super League is, as far as I'm aware, the only learning disability variant of a sport that shares its name with the top flight uh, competition of that. So it's the Super League. The players are Super League players. They've played on some massive stages. I'll have played in Newcastle in July. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen. Celebrating. The Alan Shearer celebration. Played at Anfield. Oh, Uh, you've not. Don't know why. Yeah, we're still working on Old Trafford. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Let me know. Yeah, I'll try and get that one. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, it's, it, they are Super League players and yeah. people see them as Super League players and they've done interviews. Oliver's, you know, been on Sky Sports. You know, and again, Oliver isn't, it's just, isn't just Oliver. There's we've got over 300 people in the Learning yeah. Sports Super League now. It's, it's actually one of a few sports that's grown massively over the COVID era, which have Fine, phenomenal, but it's just the strength of the programme. We've got so many teams. We've played at Headingley in Leeds, yeah. Festival of World Cups um, three weeks ago. You know, all the different teams representing different nations from the World Cup. And it's, you know, I've, I've never played on Headingley. I've never played at St. James's Park. I've never played at Anfield. I, I ran on those water boys just to get on the pitch so I could say I've played. But you've got all these people who, um, you know, a few years ago, couldn't even have dreamt of picking up a rugby league ball to play in a team and now playing for their their clubs and some of the biggest stages and it's it's one of the best things I've ever worked on. It's one of the best things I've ever heard and I think Warrington as a town are so proud of both of you and everyone um, that's involved in, in this and the work that you guys have done. It's just incredible that you've managed to facilitate the opportunities and then Ollie you've just taken it and the team have taken yeah. it from strength to strength haven't you? It's just gone Bananas? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a, so, as Kate said about about people, um, about people to be stars. Um, one of my friends who wants to be a coach as well, and he really wants to do more of that. Um, and we really try to develop him and try to get his own version of it, and. And what they said about community interested care means that people can do things and they can do everything they want, but if you've got that support, it brings the life, the heart and we dead to people that we that we love and care. And it doesn't about me, but but what has Craig said about his his side of the story, my story is about Craig, who, who I really like to be my brother, and and what Craig has, Craig, Craig has achieved, has a big moment for me, and what what Craig's done for me is giving a big a big opportunity, and it gives me the it gives me the greatest brother that I have today, and also with uh, Matt Price, he's here today, and he's also been into Craig's shoes as well. Just to, just to clarify, I'm the only brother Oliver has, so by default it should be the best brother we have. But that's lovely, mate. Thank you. Um, well, you nearly made me cry, so um, that's... Uh, just let me compose myself.
You are listening to We Are Placemakers, the show that talks about Warrington with the people who make Warrington what it is. I'm Steph and I am talking to Ollie and Craig Thomason. So, gents, you have been absolutely delightful today. Um, and what I would really like to know a little bit about is what's up next? What is well, we've got the World Cup to go through. Well, first. there is yeah, that. Sure. So, you know, we've got this amazing opportunity with the World Cup. It's, you know, we've got less than a month to go yes. now, and it's um, it's exciting just coming thick and thin like yeah. these games, you know, every day at the moment. Big opportunities coming and going, so you know, it's a bit of a whirlwind at the moment. And then, I suppose for me, what's up next is I don't know what's up next is the honest answer, it's just Every day is different and exciting. Have a break, have a breather. Yeah, I need, I need a holiday. <laughs> um, another holiday. Yeah. Well, it's just, I'm, I'm dead lucky and fortunate in my job that there's always something dead exciting around the corner. And, you know, I've been given the platform to do something exciting and dream big, I think. So there's lots of things I've, I've got that I'm passionate about and that I'd love to achieve in the, in the role. So, helping people to understand the right to vote. Um, not a lot of people with disabilities know they can vote and do vote. So yeah. I'd love to do a programme around stuff like that. Um, but there's, there's just loads of different exciting things that kind of are half dreamt at the moment that I'd love to work on over the next few years, but just continuing to hopefully make a, a half decent difference to people's lives would, would be good for me. Speaking of voting, uh, we were just talking in the break there. Ollie, have you got a visit somewhere very soon? Yeah, very soon. Um, on the 8th of November, I'm going down to the uh, Downing Street, number 10. I, I'm honestly, this is incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I, Tell us a little bit more about it, Craig. Ollie, come on. So, yeah, it's breaking news, really. So, <laughs> exclusive, um, guys. We've got yeah. an exclusive. I think he's either going as Rugby League World Cup ambassador or as, like, the new Department of you know, Culture or something like that, because everyone seems to get a job out of there. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you mean James Bond? Yeah, no, oh, oh, yes, sorry, yeah. yeah. No, but Oliver's going down as a representative of the Rugby League World Cup. Um, obviously, it's just another unbelievable... Uh, opportunity not, not many people get to go to sort of like a properly iconic place um in britain another tick tick list of uh, of something that he's done another one off the bucket list yeah um potentially not many warringtonians get through that front door either of that so um it'll be be nice to go down and represent the the world cup yeah um and warrington as well i think you know i'd love to go along but i'm not sure i've made the cup um, so I know Oliver will be. We have a plus one, Ollie. <laughs> if he does have a plus one, he'll be taking his mate Matt. So um, yeah, I, think he, I think I might miss out on that one. I'll have to, I'll have to hear the stories when he gets home. But it's, it's a really exciting, another great, unbelievable, unbelievable opportunity. Yeah, it's just how, how many people can say they've been to ten down. Well, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, quite a few at the moment again with the um, the changing yeah, staff that yeah. they're going through. But, um. but it's. Not many people get to do it, and it's such a great honour, you know, that there's, there's quite a select group that's going, yeah. there's only like three or four of them going, and, you know, they obviously believe in Oliver's role there, which is brilliant, and the World Cup has been unbelievable in, in that sort of thing. They, it's not just a, a thing that they say that they wanted it to be yeah. inclusive, it's something that they do live and breathe, and um, Oliver's just had the platform to kind of help shape the tournament into yeah. being as inclusive as it can be. 
So not only are you getting to represent Warrington, you're getting yeah. to represent rugby league, you're getting to represent the sport that you love yeah. and just be a massive part of it, yeah. telling them politicians what's what. Can't wait. Can't wait for that one. <laughs> I want to hear all the stories about that when you get back. Definitely. <laughs> right, okay. So, Craig, tell me, best bit of advice you've ever received? Do you know what I was thinking? I was thinking about this, and it's not, it's not, it's not like it's going to break anything up or anything like that. <laughs> not profound. It's not, you know, but when I was working at the school, um, so the opportunity came to work at Warrington. And I really wasn't sure whether I was ready to do it. Mm. And I'd been really, really comfortable at the school. And I went and spoke to the head teacher. And I knew that he valued me really highly in the school. And, you know, and it was just go for it. And it was that simple little bit of advice that I kind of then took with me for the, the I just went for it and it worked out really well. Any sort of little bits of doubt, I was thinking, if I just check with myself, I do believe it's the right thing. If I believe it's the right thing, just go for it. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> do you know, if, if, if you do something with, you know, you feel like it's the right purpose, you've got the right purpose, and you know, you're trying to do something positive, you just go for it. You know, I think people, people might believe in that as well. So, so we receive the intention, don't we? The, the yeah. positive intention. Yeah, aim for the stars, and if you fall, if you land on the clouds, to quote Kanye West. <laughs> I love that, dropping a bit of Kanye yeah. today. Okay, well, Ollie, who's given you the best advice over the years? So, over the years, my, so my best advice is from my family, um, apart from Craig, obviously. Um, <laughs> he's always been great. Um, apart from that, my mum and dad, oh. my girlfriend, um, yeah, so. You're always getting a bit of advice from everyone. Yeah. Love that. Love yeah. That. But it's just different, different advice from different people can kind of give you a nice balanced look on yeah. things, can't you? Yeah. And it's like, from my point of view, it's like, I think I get advice from, from like, from like coaches as well. Um, yeah. Just to help me to, just try to get on the right side. Yeah. Um, and also just trying to get more, more help on me and trying to, I'm trying to be more of that as well. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think if you get you, you get that structure then, don't you, yeah. from people, from different people, and yeah. you can apply that, the advice that Craig gives you, the advice that your mum and dad give you, that your girlfriend gives you, and yeah. also what your coaches are saying. Yeah. You can apply that to your game, yeah. but also to your life as well. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So, yeah, fantastic. Really, really nice. What advice would you give your younger self uh, that you wish someone had given you, Craig? Um, I think one of the biggest things that happened to me was through my volunteering. Yeah. And I think sometimes people can be a bit dismissive of, of volunteering, mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm not doing something for free, or, but that actually opened up so many doors for me, and I wish I'd done it earlier. I wish someone had told me when I was in high school, just go and do some, some volunteering, because I feel like sometimes I've been on the longest apprenticeship in the world, sort of getting to where I am today. Um, I think if I'd done some volunteering earlier, I might have sped that up. And some of the people that you meet and some of the experiences that you have, and the, the feeling of doing something where you're not just there to do a, to do a job, you're doing that, doing something, you know, to to support people, to help people, to add to add to society. So I wish I'd been first to go back and tell myself to do a bit of volunteering and get some more experience early doors because it does it does open those doors for you. Um, 
like when I went to Brighton, we had some unbelievable young volunteers, young trustees. And now I, I go back and I, I was working with them on uh, Monday for a dance workshop, as it happens, oh. uh, with some of the people that we support, Community Integrated Care. And then you, you've got one of the people who was a young trustee who was volunteering after school for, for my groups, who is now in paid employment, doing that job, delivering the workshop. And you think that's, she's got experience there from, that, that's more than most people coming out of the university because she's done all those extra hours volunteering and it's, um, it's definitely something I wish I'd done earlier. But um, yeah, that, that'd be my advice to, yeah, that'd be my advice to younger <laughs> self. But, yeah. Ollie, what would you tell 10 year old you? <laughs> Tidy your room. <laughs> Don't listen to him. <laughs> um, my advice to myself is to be to get into conversations to people, um, like like into um, like like to uh, clairvoyant, um, and also the the trip to the um, number ten as well. Just having like a bit more confidence yeah. and trying to just try new things and yeah. that sort of thing. I love yeah. that. I love that. I mean, you don't need that advice, Ali. You no, are no. very good at connecting with people. Yeah. Let's just say that. But. <laughs> What a great piece of advice to give your younger self. All right, gents, what is your favourite thing about Warrington? Oh, favourite thing. So, okay. I think mine sounds a bit cliche, but I think the people. It's um, a good answer, though. <laughs> just some of the people in this town are just world class at what they do. Um, just brilliant, brilliant people who are passionate about making a difference for the people in Warrington. Some of the best people I've, I'll ever meet will have been born in this town and live and work in this town. I just think there's so many things that Warrington has um, been sort of revolutionary in, in. and uh, you know you see you see it now with the World Cup, don't you? The you know, PRLs here and you know all the other stuff that's going on, and having you get a team falling in love with the town, and I'm just they're proud to be from Warrington, um, and the the people in it are just class. Just honestly, can't speak highly enough of, of the people I work with and uh, worked alongside, worked for in this town. Are just second to none. Couldn't agree more. Hmm. Ali, yeah. Best thing about Wellington. The best thing about about Wellington is trying to give people their support, um, giving giving the right message to 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 families. He wants to come and watch uh, their son or daughter. Um, and it's about giving giving the great opportunities for for parents, not just about their kids, but the parents actually giving their time to to take them and to drop them off or pick them up, and and basically basing the the whole of Wellington is to give people the love of the sport and and as they said it's about people giving 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 about their charities and it's about giving me opportunity to play as the world cup and to give Craig the um his his late um his late beer 
So one, one of the great things I remember about the people of Warrington was when Oliver's learned his ability at rugby eating, made the very first appearance at the Hallowell Jones Stadium. And, you know, it'd never been done before. It was the very first of its kind. And it was a, it was a half-time game of uh, Warrington Wolves' first team game. Now, if you've ever been to Warrington Wolves' game, you'll see at half-time the, the stand's empty because everyone wants a pie and a pint. <laughs> and, you know, understandably so, I've done it myself as a fan. But when the announcement was made that the team were coming on, everyone stayed and properly just got behind the team and both it got behind both teams on the and just it was brilliant and you know cheering and clapping and as the, as the the team went off all the Warrington fans are high fiving both sets of players and you think that's what's special about this town that you know I would not have begrudged all 12 14,000 people going off and getting the pine and pine but they didn't they stayed and they made sort of like an unbelievable memory for everyone on that pitch there and it was just special it's, it's not just a one-off it's something that happens time and time again the support and the love um this town gives to to people it's just second to none once again guys you've almost made me cry <laughs> <laughs> well thank you guys so much for coming in and talking to us um if you weren't a fan of warrington before you bloody well should be now <laughs> um i just wanted to say a massive thank you to both of you and everything that you do for this town um, you make me proud to be from Warrington, so well done boys, thank you so, so much. It's an honour and we've loved being on today, thank, thank you. you so much for having us. Very welcome. Before I let you all go from We Are Placemakers today, I've got a request for our guest, Ollie. <clears throat> Ollie. I've heard you very famous for your Elvis impression. And, <laughs> and I was wondering if you would do us a little bit of an impression before we go, and then I will play an Elvis song just to round off the show. We caught in the trap. I can't walk out because I love you too much, baby. Wait a Right, okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Here's Suspicious Minds by Elvis, or is it Ollie? We'll never know.